subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, what's going on, people? I'm Ricky Haywood-Williams, and welcome to episode two of The Motto. Thanks for the feedback on episode one. It's all helpful. Make sure you guys keep that coming. And make sure you follow us on social media as well. It's at The Motto Pod, all one word, no spaces. And if you want to get involved by sponsoring us, to whatever degree, then get in touch via the website, themotto.org. The reason being is that we make a charity donation from the money that we make to our guest chosen charity. So this episode's guest is Jay Ajayi, the London-born Miami Dolphins running back, which is poignant as he brings his team to Wembley to play the New Orleans Saints this weekend. You can find him online at jtrain23 and also check out at NFL UK if you're an American football fan over here as well. Now myself and my producer James recorded this at Little Tape. Big up the guys at Tape London for their support as always. And shout out to Dale and Jordan and to ProCam for their help with the kit. Okay, so let's get into this. In this chat, you'll hear us find out about how Jay made it from Hackney all the way to Miami, what it was like being the only Brit at school in Texas, how he dealt with being arrested while he was at college, dealing with fame and fortune, if it hurts every single time that you get hit by a guy the size of a truck, and how he follows his beloved Arsenal from the other side of the Atlantic. And of course, we find out which charity we will donate to on his behalf. The man walked in looking like an absolute star. And if you guys want to see that for yourself, then don't forget we're filming these interviews as well, which you can check out on our YouTube page or our website. Okay, so that's it. The Motto Episode 2 with NFL star Jay Ajayi. Enjoy. Jay, welcome, man. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, I'm glad brother? to be here, man. Um, how does it feel to be back? In London, it's always a great feeling to uh, come back home. Um, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I didn't really get to come back after I left, and so now being able to have the resources and the time, um, you know, I love coming back here and uh, being with all my fam. All right, so let's go right back to the beginning, like right back to the start of your journey. Where were you born? Hackney, yeah. Okay, Hackney uh, kid. Is that where you grew up? Uh, yeah, I grew up there, lived there for like three or four years. Um, moved outside of uh, London to Chadwell Heath for a few more years. Chadwell Heath. That's, uh, that's almost Essex, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Essex area, yep. And then um, moved to Maryland uh, for my, to live with my cousins in, te- in the, the States. Uh, live with my cousins for a year and then uh, right to Texas. And that's where it kind of all began for me. So that, that transition from living in the UK to, to going to, to Texas, what was the reason behind that? How come you had to go? Um, at the time, my dad was doing IT. Uh, he had some job opportunities in the States. Um, I think he was always kind of intrigued by the opportunity there and just his interest was high. And 
Um, it was it was only me, my mum, and my little brother at the time, and me. So uh, it wasn't really that much to move over, and we were still fairly young. So um, you know, they, I guess they just kind of jumped, jumped in, and uh, you know, we kind of all everyone. We were all in the states now. So <laughs> and what was it like being like a young British kid? in America, in the US, like being that, the brick kid in the school, like the, I'm guessing you probably one yeah. of the only ones, right? Yeah, I was the only one. I remember getting teased a lot. Uh, I remember really? like, I, I pronounced a lot of things wrong. I spelled a lot of things wrong. <laughs> um, I kind of had to like scrap everything and learn a whole new thing, try and integrate. Yeah. So it took a little bit of time. Um, what age was this? What age was this? It was like that? seven or eight. Once my family came over from the London to Texas and we all kind of joined up, then it was pretty much we're growing up now in the States. Awesome. And with regards to you and your relationship with football or American football as, as we know it over here, how, what was, what was your, your, first, your first experience of, of American football? Yeah, um, so it was about maybe 2003 or four. One of my, uh, my boys um, that uh, played, I guess, in this little uh, peewee league, we were coming back from school and I was always hanging around my friends um, and uh, he was going to his practice. He had his pads. I didn't really know what he was doing, but I just tagged along, of course. And basically, I ended up going with him to the practice. Um, they mistook me for one of the kids on the team, and I ended up going into their practice, joining in. Um, ended up like doing like the little warm up and stuff, and running faster than everyone, and being a quick kid. And they were like, "Let's see what he can do with the ball in his hands." And like that was kind of like my first actual like this is American football and I was kind of like natural at it and it took off from there so what did they say when they realized that you were you, you were the Brit kid and you were actually better than most of the you it, know the US kids it was it was kind of weird because it was I never played the game before I never knew yeah. what it was so it was almost like wow this kid's kind of got this natural ability for it all these other kids may have known the sport been playing together and it was just like I just came boom right away and, and, and kind of got it. Did you play soccer or football yeah. as we call it over here before before you went across? Yeah, I played football um, all the way to my junior year. That was actually my first love. Um, what position? Know, I, what I position? was a striker, uh, striker uh, point yeah. forward, uh, as you would call it. <laughs> so I kind of stayed uh, back on the the uh, sweeper and made runs and all that and scored a lot of goals. What, goal a game? Uh, goal every two? Yeah, uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, um, that was my dream though and you know as I grew in, in Texas and everything it was like uh, I had that dream and then the American dream and they kind of like met ahead my junior year and it was kind of like a decision to where I had to figure out what I really wanted to do and I stuck with American football and uh, here I am. When you made the, the choice to you know become an American football player you thought to yourself this is what I want to do um, did you have like a position in mind, like a like a certain? Did you want to be a quarterback? Did you want to be a wide receiver? What what was going through your mind at this moment? So funny enough, um, I always played running back my whole life since I started. I was a, I've been a running back. Uh, was that because that's all of you? Because they, they put you there. Initially. That's all I knew. Like I mean, I was an active kid. I was always running around, playing tag, running away from people, uh, trying <laughs> to people. yeah, trying to not get tackled and stuff. <laughs> so like running back was the most like it was the most easy one to like for me to right. do because I always do that and then uh, like basically that's all I played but I remember like one camp like when I was growing up and my parents had paid for me to like learn the, the game even more 
and I ended up they were like pick your team pick your position and I've been playing running back for like maybe a couple of years I knew I'm not like anything else but I, instead of going to the running back line I went to the quarterback line and I did the whole camp at quarterback just just to enjoy myself and, and stuff so I basically wasted my parents money that day but you know, um, yeah, I've played running back my whole life, like since the, the beginning. And for all of our viewers and listeners that might not know what a running back is, just explain to us, obviously, like, apologies to all of our American fans and all of our yeah. NFL fans, but what is the role of a running back in the, in the NFL? Yeah, so basically the, the role of a running back, um, you know, you have, obviously have the quarterback who's the, the, the guy who, who gets the ball every play from underneath the center. Um, the running back is usually directly behind the, the quarterback or to the side. Um, and our role is to run the ball. Um, yeah. we, the quarterback hands us the ball, and we run the the big guys up front, the linemen. They're usually trying to create lanes for us to run and try and get into the end zone, score points for our team. Uh, we are we're, we have to be able to catch the ball as well. We have to be able to block people. So we're like the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, we've got to be versatile, of, uh, right? Yeah, we've got to be very versatile to be able to stay on the field and, and uh, do good things for your team. So, like, I always envisage kind of like the quarterback kind of faking to throw and then he kind of like puts it around the corner and then that's where you take over and you kind of just like ramroad through just trying to create a way basically (laughs) not get tackled because once you got that ball everyone's looking for you so it basically kind of turns into a game of tag after that you know once you get the ball so talk to me about college you went to college Where, where did you go I went to Boise State University, yeah. It was oh, the Blue Field. The Blue Field, yeah. yeah okay. Not, yeah. So talk to me about that. What was that like? Um, completely different than Texas. Um, yeah. New culture change. Uh, Idaho. So I don't know if the UK people are familiar with Idaho. It's a state. It's near uh, Washington, the wow. state up in the northwest uh, of the United States of America. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's a little town, a college town, no professional team. Uh, so the whole town comes out for the games. They all show support. Um, and it's, it's amazing, man. I enjoyed my time there. I was able to really just meet a lot of new people and learn a lot about myself. And that's really, I think, where I did a lot of maturing, um, you know, is at Boise State because I, you know, I made some mistakes and had to learn from those and uh, get through some adversity and, and, and just to make it to where I am. Like you spoke about the adversity. How did you kind of come out of that as like a, a better athlete, a better person, a better player? How did that work for how did that work out for you? Um, personally I think it's cause I leaned on, you know, my three Fs and like my faith, family and friends. I have a really great support system, um, you know, and I, I keep my faith strong and I think those three things were the, were what like helped me like through tough times and through when I, I didn't know if I was gonna get through or make it all the way. And just staying uh, focused on that, and then just my just my drive, I guess, just knowing that what I wanted to do, trying to do whatever it took to get there, and so I think all of those things together like helped me throughout my journey. Talk to me about like college football, because obviously over here. You know, if you're at college or if you're at university, like if you're if you play for the college football team, you maybe get like 20, 30 people come to a game. But like in the States, college football is almost as big as as professional like NFL football, right? You've sometimes got, like, bigger. Sometimes bigger. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's um because it's like the tradition of the fact that that's your school and now you have all these people that 
all these families that their parents have gone to the school and then they send their kids right. to the school and it's like generations of families that go to the school that support the team that put money into the school so they all come out and support and then you've got families of the players and it's just like this whole thing to where that's your team you bleed for that team you love it and it's just as important to you as like the NFL professional teams and that's why like college football is so fun as well because it's like you're still young but you're getting that admiration almost like you are a professional athlete and so um, it's a really exciting time and um, I enjoyed a lot of those moments Is it like the way it's depicted in like the movies and the, the TV shows and stuff where like you know like the quarterback and like all the main players are going out the cheerleaders and like <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I would probably feel like in some places yeah like um, the guys are kind of like the, the, the guys on the football team definitely like the big men on campus like you walk around uh, and you know everyone in the, the campus usually knows those guys because all the students go to the games right. and they're rallying for the right. for the team so it's like you see the athletes on campus like well there they go you know what I'm saying there go the boys so I mean yeah it's, it's a it's a great feeling to be in college and like be a college athlete it's a big look now something I wanted to talk to you about was the draft pick um, it's something that um, it fascinates me um, tell me about the draft pick you know I love the guys in college leave and that's the next step trying to get into the NFL and so for me I got drafted by the Miami Dolphins I got uh, you know, lucky that I went to a nice weather, a nice location, <laughs> uh, solid young team, and, and now here I am today, and um, definitely grateful for, for that decision that they did. Um, so what number were, were you when you were, were you drafted? Yes, yeah, so I was drafted in the uh, fifth fifth round. Okay. Um, you know, is, uh, that, is that nerve-wracking it, when you're sitting there kind of waiting? Because I'm it, guessing, like, you're kind of waiting to see where your life is going to be placed for right. the next few it, years, right? It's probably one of the most nerve-wracking um you know, uh, days, kind of two, two, three days of my life really? because uh, you're just waiting and, like, you don't know where you're going to go, which city, like, that's you're going to start your life in, um, which team. Um, you've been hearing all these things, all these rumors. For me personally, it was kind of disappointing because I was rated pretty highly um, coming into the draft and um, my stock kind of fell off some rumors about... Um, you know injuries and stuff like that right, okay. and so for me it was kind of like uh, I don't know what was going on like why am I falling in the draft where did you kind of expect to kind of get drafted yeah so I was told like a day two pick so right. like the first round was all on day one you know there's a pos always possibility like late but I was told like from second to third round like that's where it was kind of in that range. It's tough to stomach, but at the end of the day, I got my name called, so I was grateful, I was blessed, and then at that point, I was like, you know what, let's do what you gotta do to, you know, show what, show who you are. Yeah, yeah. So that, that do, was that. Do you, do you have faith in, in the draft, like the, the system itself? Because I'm guessing it, it stops the rich teams from getting too rich and the poor teams from getting too poor. Yeah, I mean, it's a necessary thing to have, but at the end of the day, too, I think that there's some aspects of it that, get blown out of proportion to where sometimes guys value the wrong things and guys miss out on key players. And that's why you see guys that fall in the draft end up becoming superstars and, and, and gems. And they're like, they call them like these draft steals. But the draft is, you know, there's more to it than just what you see on draft. Politics, day. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, there's a lot more a lot to politics. it. Um, what's the difference, would you say, now that you've, you've experienced both, the biggest difference between college football and you know, straight up top level NFL football. Oh, it's a, it's a job. Like in the NFL, that's that's my job. It's my career. Like this is what I do every day. In college, it was like I would 
have practice in the morning, do all that stuff. But then right after that, I would have to come back to being a regular life of a student. Now, I know you guys wear pads and stuff, but surely it's going to really hurt when you get hit. Does it hurt? Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really uh, feel any uh, hits too too much. Really? Uh, usually I try to, you know, dish out the hits. <laughs> so uh, I try to always position my body to where I'm not taking too many big hits. And yeah. so... Like I, how how do you do that? Like, what's the... This doesn't mean just by the way of running, just taking glancing blows, making sure you position yourself. Uh, use use your your arsenal and agility to to get away and and kind of not set yourself up to get killed out there, basically. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. And it's for lack of better words. <laughs> Have you got a celebration? What do you do to kind of like show that you've like you know you've done well? Yeah. So um, when I score a touchdown, I do the J train celebration, <laughs> and that's kind of like me. Um, you know, I crank my arm up and down like this, um, like I'm pulling the train horn, and uh, it's pretty dope because uh, they'll get the whole stadium to like play a loud train horn Sick. in the stadium so it's like uh uh like everyone's <laughs> in the crowd doing it and everything like it's a great feeling knowing that you know you made it into the end zone and scored a touchdown for the team talk to me about after games so obviously over here in the, in the UK um footballers you know the press don't get a, a look in to go they but they they can't go into the changing rooms over here but but over there in in the US you yeah. got you got you got journalists in the, in the dressing rooms with their cameras and their microphones. Like, what's that like? Is there like some kind of? I don't like it. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. That's the rule. Is um, it like? But a it's like time? as soon as you get dressed, like you you could just have finished the game. You're in your towel. You don't give, get no chance to breathe. And there's like ten reporters right there next to you. Like, I can't even get dressed. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Definitely, like, I like the way that they do it in the UK. Like, just wait. We'll yeah. do it outside. You get your time. And keep the, keep the locker room for the players because that's where it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So. Is, have they got, like, a... Is there, like, a set time that they have to wait until they come into the, into the dressing um, room? It's or? like a, the coach... We come in, coach gives his speech about the game. We all do our breakdown. If you won, you lost, whatever. And then, like, right after that, like, <laughs> there's a rush. They're in there. You know, if you look at... Uh, an interview with uh, a footballer from the UK and you look you compare it to an interview with um, you know a football player from the US there seems to be like a a, a markable difference it seems like the the US interviews tend to be a little bit more slightly better most of you guys have been to college that kind yeah, of yeah because i mean in the college game uh, it's like you said how big it is um, with all the um, just the fanfare and everything you do a lot of interviews in college if like you're a good player as well um, you'll probably like get some publicity in the media, and so you definitely get like uh, introduced to it at an earlier uh, time than maybe some of the guys over here. Yeah. Now, Jay, talk to me about your accent. Your yeah, accent. It's, it's like it's, it's a wavy, it's, wavy it's, thing. It is, yeah. That's a good way of describing yeah, it. It's wavy because like you it's walked like in half Texas, half, Eng yeah, half yeah. English. When you walked in earlier, I was like, I was like, is. Wait, he mean? sounds like straight, straight US right now. Yeah, no. And then you said hello to me, and you have me talking, and you, it's almost like you switch back. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I do, don't know. Do you it, feel like your accent's slipping away, or you kind of hold um, on to it? You know, it's like, uh, like I said, it's mixed because I mean, Texas has such a strong accent, right? Yeah, of yeah. Um, 
you know, like slang and like a draw and everything. Right. So like when I first moved there, it was it was kind of strong and then it got blended. And then when I get to come back here, um, you know, my accent from over here kind of like just creeps back out, I yeah. guess. They, I, I got a lot of... I mean, uh, do the girls like you, Jay? That's what I'm trying yeah, to ask you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm using the accent all the time, basically, if that's what you want to hear. Yeah, I'm using the accent to get girls. No, <laughs> all right, so talk to me about your your routine, your daily routine. What is Jay Ajayi's day like? Um, my daily routine, I mean, I train, I'll go gym, and then... Um, what are you, you pushing know, in the gym? What do you do in the gym? Uh, you know, usually the workout that they've set up, you know, okay. nice full body workout, try and get up a good sweat. And then, um, you know, I'll go probably hang out with my boys. We'll go out, maybe grab a good bite to eat at a nice place. Um, and then I'm usually chilling. I love catching a movie. It's just listening to music, just vibing at home. And then on game day, when it's like game time, you're in the changing room, you're getting ready, you're getting in the zone. What music do you listen to? What, what, gets, what gets you going, gets you pumped? Uh, I like listening to uh, like uh, MMG, like Rick Ross, Wale, Meek Mill, those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys have a lot of good pump-up music, Future. Um, I listen to some UK stuff as well, some grime. Um, feeling the grime, yeah? Yeah, I, I've, I've been listening to grime for a while now. Do you um, feel it? Yeah, I like um, Dave. Uh, Dave's big. Yeah, I've been listening to the J-Hus album recently a lot as well. Now, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet, you know, a few people that have that live in Miami, um, that are in the entertainment business. Pitbull is somebody that sticks out in my mind. One of the nicest guys. Have you met, you met Pitbull? I've not met him yet. You love him, right? Yeah. He's always going on about how I made, like Miami is like the entertainment capital, like the, the party capital mm -hmm. of the world. He's like, forget Vegas, forget Ibiza, it's all about Miami. Yeah. What is it like living in Miami and you know being able to party in Miami? Because I'm, I'm thinking like Little Wayne, <laughs> I'm thinking live on Sundays. Right. What's it like? Um, yeah, Miami is it's, it's crazy. Um, it's mad like, that's why, to be honest, I live actually closer to Fort Lauderdale. Right. So it's a little bit like 45 minutes okay. to 30 minutes away. And so I don't really get stuck in all that craziness. That's good, but if, you're not fully in right, it, right, right. you can step out. Because I feel like that's the trap right there already, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I need to go enjoy myself or go out with my boys, um, do whatever, I can easily just get on the highway and, and, and get over there. But I feel like it's good for me, like, that I'm out the way, I'm in the suburbs, yeah. I can just you know, chill vibe. And then if I'm look, looking for some fun, you know, my, Miami never sleeps to me. So <laughs> I can easily, you know, go find some fun. Awesome. Um, now, if anybody follows you on uh, social media, they'll know that you're an Arsenal fan, right? Right, right, right. Um, talk to me about Arsenal, man. Are you happy with the, the state of the club at the moment? Are you happy with the manager? Obviously, you guys didn't make Champions League yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. Liverpool did, though. Just saying. All right, just, just, all right, you're good. just saying. Just you're saying. Good, <laughs> but, How are you uh, feeling about Arsenal right now? I'm... I'm I'm hoping for a revolution for this year, you know what I'm saying? Well, listen, thanks for being part of the motto today. Uh, as you know, uh, a big part of what we do is all about giving back, whether it's through like amazing stories that you guys give to us, or whether it's like, you know, the money that we donate to a charity of your choice through our sponsors. So what charity would you like to, us to donate the money to today? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a very grateful for you guys having me on the show. Um, and for me personally, I'm working with the NFL UK and we're looking to donate to the local youth football programs here that are working with uh, just uh, show, showing the youth uh, how to play the game and really just instilling them those great qualities to help them along the way and so uh, definitely feel like that's a, a great uh, spot to help. 
That's a big look. Is that quite important to you, like grassroots, getting people into the sport at an early age? Is that important? Uh, definitely important to me because I think uh, personally, when I started playing as a young kid, you know, is a lot of just things getting poured into it um, from uh, resources to just like the support and uh, you know that really helped me grow my love for the game and so um, over over here I think it would be great and it's, I'm already seeing you know the effects of it and it's just to even add on to that and hopefully we can keep getting more UK kids um, making it all the way that'd be amazing that really would be alright so we're going to end with three set questions alright okay. cool. the first one being what is the biggest misconception about yourself what is the biggest misconception about me that I'm a musician <laughs> what like I'll be walking around and people ask me like am I a rapper <laughs> you know like uh, do I do music <laughs> so do I was, you have you ever like um, ever dabbled ever like rapped or like song for or? fun but never like mm. on a serious note but that's definitely something I'm like my, I'm passionate about music so mm. you know I love like everything about music Okay, second question. When was the last time you did something for the first time? I tried alligator. Yeah? It was like an alligator burger, and it was interesting. An very, alligator burger, Yeah, Jay. it was very interesting, actually. <laughs> what, down I wasn't in, too, in Miami? Yeah, it was in Miami, actually. And, um, like, what do you have with alligator burger? Like, do the, Trust me, it was, it was an interesting, <laughs> like, taste and texture and everything. <laughs> Kind of tastes a little bit like chicken. I knew you were going to say that. Everything tastes like but, chicken. But it's like, you remember you're eating an alligator, so it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to settle well <laughs> in my stomach. So, yeah. You haven't uh, tried it again since? Nah. Nah. <laughs> that, that's not for me. That's not my, my delicacy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And finally, the big one uh, that we ask everybody, what is your motto? Um, yeah. What is my motto? Um, my motto is Europe. Uh, Y-U-R-P it stands for uh, your unlocked raw power it's something that um, me and my best friend kind of uh, you know came up with we just always used to say up to each other as an affirmation of um, you know something to push you for the day you know to look into yourself and like strive uh, for improvement and strive to be the best version of you and uh, basically we turned that into like our own like little fashion brand and lifestyle wear and uh, that's something like where we've been working on for like quite a while now, so it should be coming out soon. But um, it's like something that I live by daily, um, you know, just trying to do what I'm doing in my avenue, my platform in football. That's my power is, um, you know, is to be able to, you know, inspire people and motivate people through play. And everyone's different. Everyone has their own different avenues and lifestyles in life. Like for you, you do this kind of thing. And yeah. that's, that's what I would consider like your role power is like being able to um, interact with different people from walks of life and trying, you know, figure out their stories. And um, for me, I'm doing what I'm doing and uh, I just enjoy it and it's something that, you know, keeps me going every day. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. Listen, Jay, thank you so much for Thanks passing you for by having me. Bro, yeah. good luck against the Saints on October oh, 1st yeah, as well. I can't wait, man. And Wembley. Hopefully, if I'm, ever in, if I'm ever in Miami, yeah. we hook up, you yes. take me out somewhere, we go party. Yeah, no doubt. I got you, man. Live, <laughs> right. live on Sunday. I, I, I'll show you around. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right. Awesome, brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.